Everybody, welcome to the N Word for Nerd You Heard podcast. The heard part is just something I just do in there right now. All right, now. (laughs) Right. Uh, As always, let's start off with the hard work, the heavy lifting. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit the bell icon to be notified when we are up and streaming. Be notified for all our other content, as well as the N Word for Nerd podcast. We just dropped some new stuff, which is uh, we did the Titans season three, me and the Duke of Nerds did that conversation. You can enjoy that. That should be up by the time you're probably viewing this. And we also just put out a little small little taste of snippets of us talking about uh, Patman, Robert Patman. That's what we decided on, Patman. Yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So check those all out on the Head Cannon Circus. And again, we're everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, streaming, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Just again, remember, just if you just subscribe and hit the bell, you don't have to worry about you know where what we you... are because it will notify you. It'll just tell you. It'd be easy. Be easy. All right, let's go on to the show. Starting off with, uh, we always got to start with the affirmative action hire first. So, Token Jaron, how's it going? What's happening? <laughs> Glad to be here. Feeling a lot better than yesterday. Yes, we had a long night. I was like weekend, but it was just one night, and yeah, showed our age. Um, Jason, Duke of all nerds, how's it going, my friend? It's, it's. I, I guess we're not supposed to say what day it is. It's Monday today, and everybody hates Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoever's listening to this hates Monday as much as we do, yeah, or as yeah. much as Garfield does, either Garfield. or. Worst uh, day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Worst day of the week. <laughs> okay, well, now that we have that out the way, let's jump right into our top three. I did, I'm getting better. I didn't say five or ten or seven <laughs> or a million. So our top three. So today we're going to do top three video game movies in honor of, you know, the things they're going to review today. So let's go ahead and start with you, Jaron. What is uh, your number three? I mean, I'm going to come hot and heavy uh, right out of the gate. Um, Super Mario Brothers. Jesus, that's on your list. (laughs) Horrible, horrible movie, but man, it's so weird and so bizarre and has such an odd history. They almost killed a fucking, what's his face, while filming it. Like two directors that have never worked ever again, I don't think, or or beforehand either, they or were beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it single handedly was the reason Nintendo's like we're not going to make movies with our characters for like a decade and a half afterwards. I was like, yeah, no, you got to throw it up there, man, because <laughs> it had those boots. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Okay, uh, Jason, Duke of All Nerds, your number right. three movie. Just to preface this to all the people listening. These don't make just because they're on a list doesn't mean they're good movies because they're video game movies and therefore it's really hard to pick which actual good movies out of this. Yeah. So it's going to be like the best of the worst. Here. So my number three is the Angry Birds movie, uh, the first one, not the second one. one. That yeah. one was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed the comedy in it. Uh, enjoyed the art style. Jason Dudekis as the Yellow Bird or whatever it was, pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So number three is going to be slightly better than most other got, uh, video game movies. Actually, you know, it's funny. I actually prefer the second one more than the first one, but I think they're both really good. And again, I watched them with my daughter, so I had a great time with them. Um, my number three is going to be Warcraft. Um, nobody saw that movie. How could I you say that, that out loud? I, I enjoyed that, that movie. It, it like, yeah, I did too. I saw the theaters too. I enjoyed it. I saw it in theaters three, but uh, that broke my I heart. I actually saw this movie Sneaking in through from watching another movie, don't come mm. at me allegedly. And so I sat down <laughs> and I was like, Oh, let's see what this is about. And I actually had a good time now. Granted, here's the thing I'll put this disclaimer in 
I don't do all the, the video gaming and the PCing and all that. So for me, I literally watch it as like a watching a sci-fi budgeted movie on the big screen that I was like laughing and enjoying myself. The battle scenes were good. The CGI was a little rough in spots, but I could see what they were trying to pull off. The only thing that was more humorous to me was just the the makeup for the people who weren't CGI, like Paula Patton's extra teeth. Oh, like that so was comical terrible. to me. But <laughs> again, I was I looked at it as like, oh, this is fun. So every time I look at Warcraft or randomly will come on TV, I sit down and watch it because somewhere in that movie, it is a good movie. It's just hitting on all the layers of just craziness because they were like, oh, we're going to make this big budget movie. Oh, you only give us how much money? We're going to make a budget movie. <laughs> they made that movie. So Warcraft is my number three. As a person who's been whored since 2005, I'm going to have to say we're not friends uh, anymore. <laughs> really? For the horde? Of course, because I'm an adult. The Alliance, motherfucker. Oh, my God. You're a child, Jared. The worst. The worst. (laughs) Of course you sign up to be the bad guy. You're an angsty. Not bad guy. I'm a troll hunter. Sinjin is the most noble creature ever. Fuck you. You don't even understand because you're an Alliance and you're a child and you don't understand nuance. Night elves. Going to to nuance. Jared, what is your number two? Uh, Number two. um, This one... This one's gonna age me. This one's it holds a, a special place in my heart just because I was at the right age when it came out. Um, and it is the original Mortal Kombat movie. It had music, <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> it was awesome. uh it had uh it had a Highlander in it, so I mean, you know. So hmm. terrible. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, yes, <laughs> and yeah. So I mean, everybody's seen it. Probably knows what I'm talking about. I don't really have to delve too deep into it. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, the original. Hey, I like that choice. I actually enjoy that choice. That's why the last one was so disappointing to me. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, well, your number, your number two. Go in that same vein. I'm not going to say Mortal Kombat. But I am going to say Street Fighter with John Con Van Dam. Raul Julia's last movie on this earth. <laughs> and he Rupert gives has. the most wackadoo performance of all time. I agree. And he's the only one who's actually trying in this whole entire movie. And it's so bad, it's great. Yeah, Street Rupert. Fighter. Rumor has it he saw the he was he saw the first cut of it and that's why that's what <laughs> so he, he died of heart attack <laughs> he peeled over he's like fuck my legacy and just... <laughs> okay look here we, we we should be even now Jason I mean Street Fighter Warcraft I know you have a sentimental value with Street Fighter it's it's just I as didn't bad. say it was good <laughs> <laughs> it's just as bad as Warcraft <laughs> yeah yeah oh man shout out to uh, Agent May. Chungly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh, here's a question for Jaren. Who's hotter in the prime of it, Chungly in the old Street Fighter or Chungly from the Chungly movie? Oh no, Christian Kirk gotta... versus. <laughs> yeah, you're you're killing me if you're if you're gonna say that I'm gonna say anybody's is prettier than uh, the chick from Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> she was on cult. She's a smoke <laughs> What? She, no, I thought it was the other girl. The They're both girl. were in that same cult, but oh, she got it? out because she was like, "This is a cult." <laughs> the other so one dub- the other one doubled down yeah the other one's like oh this is a cult cool I want to be a part of this <laughs> I want to be at the highest level I can yeah. get as a woman alright uh, my number two is going to be Detective Pikachu I mean yeah I guess I could say something nice about Ryan Reynolds and say he was in the movie alright <laughs> that is my number two <laughs> uh, Jared let's go to your number one 
Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, video game movie. Sonic the Hedgehog. It was it was going to be my number one from the rip. As soon as I saw this list, I was like, the only movie I've genuinely enjoyed and am excited for a sequel on that has been true to the video game for the most part. Not really, but true. I mean, the, the changes they made in it, I enjoyed all of them, including Jim Carrey's uh, Robotnik. Um, I just I just enjoyed the movie a lot. I thought it was great. And I'm glad that the internet, uh, you know, bullied them into fixing Sonic before they released it from that nightmare creature with the human teeth that they originally showed up. Here, you want something to haunt your nightmares? Here you go. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. We need to get back to that movie, those those movies in the 80s where they terrified children. <laughs> now I have to find that photo and make sure I put it in the edit. All right, Jason, Duke of All Nerds, you're number one. So here's where I lack on my movie knowledge because I've not seen Sonic the Hedgehog or Detective Pikachu. And I would imagine those movies are really, really good because people have said they're really, really good. But I haven't seen them, so I can't put them on my list. So my number one is going to be Mortal Kombat, the the first one from 1995. Not not the new one? Not the new one. No, not the new one. Uh, That new one can go fuck itself. (laughs) (laughs) But there's like, there's something like endearing about movies that were made in the 90s that are like, they're just so like cheesy and bad that like, even when you were a kid and you know, like, this is kind of bad. You're still like, I love this. (laughs) You're like, it's like, this is bad, but for some reason I still love it. And Mortal Kombat, the first one, it's so bad, but uh, can't help but have a little little place in my heart for it. If I wanted to, I mean, I always thought like as soon as I watched that that new one, I was like, they need to reshoot or somebody needs to go through and uh, uh, redo the 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 fight with Reptile and make him the tragic janky '90s version <laughs> where it's like seven <laughs> total polygons. I was like, oh, that'd be great. Just just as a callback. PS one era graphics. Yes, yes. <laughs> but but so much effort for just a joke that would just be like, oh, and then we'd move on with our lives. So but it wouldn't really yeah. be that much effort because oh, it would be easy yeah. to make that 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 model today. Because what I mean, I feel like Mortal Kombat, it it takes off from what uh Into the Dragon, isn't it the Bruce Lee movie? That it yeah, it's like rips where they go to the island for the tournament. Yeah, it's like Into yeah. the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I love Mortal Kombat. So you know, which I mean like any fighting game movie, like for any movie for a fighting game, that should be the only setup you need. Like, oh, this is Enter the Dragon, except replace Bruce Lee with characters from that video game. You're there. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy. Easy. Is it stop? Don't even, why, why are you trying to overthink this? Yeah, and I'm not even going to get because I felt myself getting mad about the, the reboot. So I'm just going to just say, yes, you're correct. Um, my number one is also Sonic the Hedgehog, but. I right. guess for me, I, instead of wasting time on talking about all the great things of Sonic, uh, I did have some honorable mentions. Um, mm-hmm. Werewolf Within, oh, yeah, the movie that, that we reviewed good. recently, is technically based off a video game. Technically. So okay. <laughs> uh, it, was really, it was really, really good. So that was one of my honorable mentions that I was going to put there. Um, if you guys had a choice of a game that they could transition to a movie, what would be your number one choice right now? I don't put you on the spot with that. What would you? Are we gonna shout it see? out? We're gonna shout it out. Do we have to raise your hand? Fine. Halo. No. Okay. <laughs> Halo. All right. Oh, wait, make, they make have a like a movie. Make a good movie is what you're saying. Out of that game. Well, I mean, if, I don't necessarily have to say it'd be good, but if they were to make, one, <laughs> if they could make a a motion picture yeah. <laughs> of a video game, yeah, live action version. <laughs> uh, if want? they if they if they could uh, recreate 
Ghostbusters the video game in a movie format, that'd be dope too. Because that was by great... bringing old dead actors back to life. It would take <laughs> it would take some dark magic, yeah, some, some late nights in the cemetery with a shovel, sure. But uh, you know, uh, mine would be. I struggled with this one because of my initial reaction. When I say that was like, oh, easily, Metroid. But after consideration, I felt like you know what, I rather would have if Shadow Wolf Colossus. I would Ooh. just see the grand scale of them doing that, and they could probably split it up into two, three parts, and just it, just make get like Peter Jackson or get the best you know guys to do it, and just and shoot it all insane. in New Zealand. Yeah, it's just go insane. Here's Don't the worry, thing with, that, with a lot of themes here. Here's <laughs> the thing: I, I love that idea, but there is no conversation, no story, no anything in that game. The story is, well, I, I mean, don't. Did the character even have a name? No, you you no. every every player made up every it was just a weird like foreign language like Ico was like it would occasionally just show up and it was nothing. So you would have to do a lot. There'd have to be a lot of somebody writing something that wasn't part of the original story or filler or something to make that happen. But I agree the the concept the scope of those fights well, with a full cinematic treatment would be amazing. Well, but here's the thing. So this is because you know. When I think of these crazy things, I already have it in my mind how you can accomplish this thing. Right. I feel like you do a Conan, a Conan S, like part one version of it, where you have a voiceover guy and then you bring in because the biggest thing in Shadow of a Colossus, if you want to give the one negative of the video game, is we don't understand why he's doing this for this princess. We don't understand the relationship. We don't, we don't understand nothing. Nothing's there. But you can do some kind of voiceover kind of thing where it kind of puts some kind of story into that. That makes oh, yeah. it real. So maybe in the travels, you do flashbacks of them spending time together or doing adventures themselves, and all of this is just completely silent. Now, granted, yes, will it only be for us real cinephiles that will love and enjoy this? Absolutely. But when you're making a movie, Shadow of Colossus, I doubt my mother's going to want to go see it. It's not going to make a billion bucks. I mean, you essentially, know. what this would be would be the never-ending story without all the cutscenes of Bastion. It would just be uh, Atreo right. and his horse, <laughs> and that's all. I mean, that's really what the never-ending story was. It was Atreo. <laughs> And and Artex and Dre just talked to Artex and yeah and did his thing and that would be the movie and oh, that would yeah. be great. With all these boss fights, like how many how many uh, colossus eighteen hundred? Put it. Well, I was saying because what is it? Eight, nine of them in there in the the the, the game. Yeah, there's like flying ones. There's some that go under the sand. There's tall ones. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I figure like each movie you have like two to three of them in there. <clears throat> yeah, rule and you make that work, and then you like I said, do two three movies, and then bam. We're there, and then you do because like Lord of the Rings. He needs a he needs a plucky right? sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that's when that's when the studio will ruin the movie. If we get a plucky oh. sidekick, the movie's over. Yeah. Needs <laughs> a uh, a sorry, fun, mildly handicapped uh, sidekick who who speaks in a racial slur esque language <laughs> to bring or in the children. This, Matt Damon said he's not doing that anymore. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna do the sidekick. Make the sidekick the one that's good with the bow and arrow. So you kind of take that ability from the main character. Like the mm. video game, he does both. Make him the guy that uses the bow and arrow to set up, like to get the, you know, the classes to, to lay down or do stuff like but that. I mean, a, you can be creative, but no. I feel like once you get into plucky sidekick range, you get into <laughs> everything being a joke. Now, now you need now an overly you, stereotypical accent with that. Now that but he's good up, with the bow. Oh, now that you brought up sidekick, I have a much better answer. Um, it would be amazing if we got a full CG proper studio version of the Jack and Daxter story which is <laughs> a phenomenal story. Yeah, that would be good too. If you <laughs> haven't played those, 
the first one is just it's it's like it's like your prototypical like uh action adventure 3d action adventure game and there's something going on with these precursor orbs but they're just really a collectible and it's no big deal and then at the end of it you get sucked into a portal and in the second one you're in the you're you're in the far distant future it is vastly different than the first game in every way and you find out that you were actually uh hidden your character jack was actually put in the past to be hidden on purpose from people that were from and and the whole story you were born in the future and everything but you were tucked away in the past like hiding from all this shit and then the third one you turn into like a fucking angel and a dark side come at you and it's, <laughs> it's, it's dope as fuck it's a it's a great fucking story <laughs> And then they and then they raced some go karts because yeah, that's what video games did. And then in the that's video games. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move right on along. Move right along. Our next segment. Uh, we have nerd news. 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 Let's start off with. Um, have you ever wondered how All my hair would look in live action? Well, no. Wait no more because My Hero Academia. <laughs> It's getting a live-action movie, no release date confirmed. As you guys are the ones who uh, like to squat down and teabag anime, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> Jason, starting with you. Uh, what what platform is it going to be on? Is it going to be a Netflix? Or is it going to be a... I haven't uh, said. Oh, I think it's going to be a live, real movie. If it's on Netflix, it's going to be shit. But if it's a live-action, it's still going to be shit because it's all anime shit. No, I'm, I'm joking, everybody. I'm joking. I know how y'all love My Hero Academia. I just... <laughs> Cut the balls in that. I'm sure it's going to be fine. <laughs> Jaren, your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it'll be fun to see who, you know, what what K-pop actors get to, get to be. They're going to be uh, white people. It's No, it's definitely not going to be whitewashed. It's totally going to be whitewashed. No. This cast looks Asian. They have, they okay, are, okay. I'll take my, I take my statement yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, they, they don't get away with that shit anymore. <laughs> ScarJo <laughs> fucked it up for <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed some of the live action adaptions, unlike my compatriots here. So, um, again, we'll see. As long as BTS is in it, I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what does the American public fear more than Carnage? Well, the Delta variant, evidently, because Sony has decided to push back Venom 2 until October 15th. Guys, uh, I mean, Jason, were you excited about Venom? And this is just really making you so visibly upset now. I probably wasn't going to go see this anyway. <laughs> well, you know we were going to have to see it for this show. Yeah, I will have to see this. Okay, great. It's probably because it's terrible. That's just use your excuses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jared, thoughts? Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like a studio looked at the final product that they've created and realized that uh, it needs significant help, and pushing it back is giving them the time and the excuse they need to to fix it in post if they can. All right. We're going to so, get another studio to edit this. <laughs> and film it again. In our mind, he was already Black James Bond. He did give us the Black Superman. But now he's going to be Black Knuckles. Idris Alba has officially... Well, time out. Knuckles has always been Black, all right? Yeah. <laughs> His name is Knuckles. Well, right now. It, this, this, we got to call them Black and when because people have to know they're Black. Like Black Captain America, Black Falcon. You got to know they're Black. It has to be in their name Black Lightning. Like Black Green Lantern. <laughs> so anyway, Idris uh, Alba is going to play Knuckles in Sonic Two. Jaren, your excitement level for this? 
<clears throat> I love Idris Elba. Uh, everything he's done, I've enjoyed. Um, I didn't know Knuckles was going to be in this because I haven't really heard a lot of uh, spoilers about it. I knew Tails was going to be in it because of the the stinger from the first movie, but I didn't realize they were bringing Knuckles into this. So, um, yeah, I'm pro Echidna in every way. So let's do it. All right, Jason. So, first, firstly, all of the characters in Sonic the Hedgehog are black. Sonic's black. Tails is black. Knuckles is black. They're all black. Because <laughs> well, of the sneakers? Huh? Because of the sneakers? No. Sonic was voiced by by what? Urkel. Tails' <laughs> first name is Miles. He's black. Do you like? Yeah. Facts. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, not in the video game. You're talking about in the cartoon? In the cartoon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. First person to voice him was, was Delio White. But yeah, Idris Elba. Love the dude. He could be in a paper bag and I'll still watch him. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the next thing you knew. So one day I was sitting around and I thought to myself, what would the power part of girls look like when they became adults? And then the first thing I thought was maybe they would grow fingers and toes. <laughs> well, the CW is going to bring you just that. The power of girls are going to bring you a, a live action version of it. The problem is, is that the main lead actress who was going to play Blossom, uh, Chloe Bennett, has decided to drop out because of reshoots and scheduling conflicts. So they're going to re, I guess, get a new Blossom and do this again. But the best thing I love about this is here's the description of Blossom that I was able to pull. Blossom holds several advanced degrees because she's an overachiever, but has a repressed kitty superhero uh, trauma that has left her feeling anxious and reclusive. She aims to become a leader again on her own terms this time around. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaren, I give you the floor. <laughs> Chloe Bennett, isn't that the chick from that uh, that tragic Shield? Show? She's from Shield, yeah, yeah. Yes, she was cute in that. Um, <laughs> and that's only in the need. Yeah, uh, I mean, if if you were wondering what the Powerpuff Girls look like adults, you just have to go to Rule Thirty Four. I'm sure you'll find something there. Um, uh, so she's she's breaking contract. I, I guess I didn't I didn't read this particular article all the way through. So she's breaking a contract because they said reshoots, and she said, "No, nah, I'm busy." So that's it. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that's I don't think she's breaking the car. I think she just has scheduling conflicts that she wouldn't <clears> be able to do this. You know how the positions are. She filled oh, okay. up the obligation. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fucking news. We don't care about this stuff. Jerry, say something funny. We go to Jason. <laughs> no, I, I got nothing for this. I, I literally could care less. I'm too old for this show. So. <laughs> this supposed to be a live action w. gritty remake. <laughs> yeah. Jason, your thoughts? <laughs> Look, from what I've been seeing on the internet and things, like this was going to be terrible to begin with. Like it it sounds like a bad fanfic right of the Powerpuff Girls. Nice. So I'm glad she got out of there. She's like, I see this is going down the hill right now. So I'm getting the fuck out of here. Good for her. Get away from re abusive relationships as soon as you can. Everybody. <laughs> who's, who's playing the scientist dad? Uh, Donald Fazion from Scrubs. Really? Yeah. He's way too young looking to be he's like 90 <laughs> i mean well black doesn't crack we're yeah. not getting into this we're moving on to the next topic nerd news takes always take long every single week go on to the last thing of the news we have for this week avatar the last airbender has finally got his cast ready so i already know jaron is going to be bended into viewing this jason have you seen the cast and your thoughts <laughs> uh i i saw something in the cast and i they were all uh racially specific which is great they're not, you know, whitewash, which is great. Uh, the fact that the original creators aren't going to be a part of the show is kind of still a, a a ding, but still the fact that they're actually being sensitive to the cultures in which they're representing is going to be good. Hopefully it'll be good. All right. 
Jaren is the biggest probably Avatar fan that I know. <clears throat> hold on, hold on. Too old for Powerpuff Girls, but not too old for this, correct? Absolutely. That's correct. Okay, just making sure. Got <laughs> yes. if you, you put both of these stories together, you know one of them's for more grown people and one of them's for Powerpuff Girls. Years. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> They're made with sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> um, no, uh, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, like like uh, Jason said, uh, uh, the original creators uh, distanced themselves from it. Um, I've also read that it's it might it's not going to be. I mean, I didn't expect it to be shot for shot from the original series, but they are changing it into some sort of high school drama. So I'm getting I'm getting this really kind of disgusting YA stink off this that I'm sure I'm not going to enjoy. Um, uh, it's going to be better than anything M. Night Shyamalan's ever had boarded <laughs> onto screen, so there's that. Let's be careful. They can always be worse. <laughs> mm, nope, nope. M. Night, you can only go up from M. Night. You guaranteed. think things can't get any worse, but they if surely they can. If names pronounced right, they're already they're already oh. leaping about, above. I know? agree. 100%. So if, if, they, if, Jared. if the kid comes out and says Ang instead of Ong, he's already, they've already won. I don't care. Point to Jaren. I agree. <laughs> if Firebenders could bend without having to have fire... Point right. to Jaren. They've already won. <laughs> Hold on. Can we just talk about for a second? I know this is a tangent because this is what this show's for. We changed how it. did the how did the airbenders lose to the fire fire nation when the fire nation in M. Night Shyamalan's movie needed fire? Couldn't they yeah. have just blown out all the fire? Blown out all their fire. Yeah. Well, they're peaceful people. They're usually performed not to be non-combative. And also M. Night Shyamalan is an idiot and has no idea how to world build. Oh, no, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. The peaceful way to that's in that how. solution is be like, hey, we're going to blow out all your fires, so you have to go home now. Peace be with you. Like, <laughs> you're done. We blew out your fires. Um, I don't know what you're going to do now. Yeah, the airbenders are basically Tibet monks, but they would 100% blow a fire out before letting themselves get killed out. I guess the Fire Nation had Glocks or something. It's like, oh, okay, we got you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. Um, I did get one person to tell us that... Um, I've got Aang's teacher. They were like, we were talking about fire airbenders and we were talking about uh, Zaire. Yeah. And they were saying, um, Aang's teacher, pretty much, if you watch that scene when they show all the bodies of the Fire Nation that he took out before they took him out, oh, like yeah. he, they assumed that he up. just took all the air out and killed them all. Oh, yeah. He could just you see these sacks of bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was God, that would have been awesome about. to see. Yeah. <laughs> again, that's the same thing I said. I was, I've never thought about that. And that would have been an awesome thing to see. I mean, probably too graphic for the kids because I mean, it was also why Cora is better than Aang because she fought Zaire and Zaire could have murked all those fucking guys on any given day. Zaire I agree. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, all right, we got through it, guys. And, and in ten minutes, wow, new record, guys. <laughs> news in ten minutes. All right, let's go ahead and jump on to our Rick and Morty review. Oh, well, not review, but our just checking with Rick and Morty. So it was Rick and Morty episode eight. Rick Turnal Friendshine of the Spotless Mort was the episode name with Bird Person, Bird Person. All right, let's start with you, Jaren. What were your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I like the callback to the characters um, and the uh, kind of exploration of their past. Uh, Bird Person was a lot more present in the first two seasons and then kind of didn't go anywhere for like season three. And so now I like to see him back, which is kind of what they do. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, he was dead, but obviously he wasn't dead because, you know, I mean, they, they could have written this episode at any point in time prior to this. I like the, uh, one of the things I like about Rick and Morty is they'll 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 create a trope and then they'll just leave it. They'll leave a 
kind of a story uh, thing for uh, an entire season and a half, and then it'll come up again, uh, with the exception of uh, interstellar cable boxes or whatever. But other than that, uh, yeah, I like. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> it's not my favorite writing joke. <laughs> But no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked going through the past. I liked, uh, I don't know, it it, it, uh, it was interesting to see more about Bird Person and how he perceived Rick and how Rick was a bit surprised by how he was perceived by his friend. I thought that, like, him getting caught off guard is always, always fun in Rick and Morty. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I had a good heart. All right. Jason, your thoughts on the episode? This one uh, kind of blew my mind. Um, it did uh, some very... Drop some very great, uh, some very world changing news in a very offhanded way, like yeah. literally a line that the memory of Rick had said was like, "You hang out with our dead, uh, a version of our dead daughter." So yeah, our Rick's know. daughter yeah. has been is is not Beth because <laughs> she's dead, yeah. and that changes a lot for the character and a lot for the show because, like, none of the, I mean, like you can always say, "Oh, well, he's always been jumping from universe to universe," but like none of these people are would be his people, like. From Beth to Morty to Summer, he would have never had them if he stayed in his original universe. So, like, this is yeah. some pretty astounding lore news that was just handled in an offhanded way, where it's just like if you weren't paying attention, you would have missed it completely. Yeah. And then also with the stuff with Bird Person and the fact that Rick is trying to find someone that you know appreciates him for him and like, but is so narcissistic and selfish that they like can see through it and say, "Yo, you're kind of not a good person to hang around with." Yeah, is awesome. I uh, like this. This episode is probably going to be a classic in in the future from now until the sun burns out and no one cares about anything. <laughs> I, I did. I did enjoy the episode as well. I know that's just easy. Everybody, oh, with this is a review show, and you just guys just say fucking enjoy it. Yes, I did enjoy the episode as well. I, I will say this: I, my only scathing issue with it is kind of the opposite of what Jaren enjoys about it. I hate that there's so many threads out here now with this show that I, it's almost to the point now, like, I don't even care about what's not even being answered. It's becoming lost to me. Like, Lost has so many fucking threads by the time it tried to end that I didn't care how it ended. It was just like, just do something and just stop talking to me. It's <laughs> starting to get there for me now. It's starting to get there where it's like, we still got the evil Morty thing out there. Now we know, I mean, first we thought the, the clone of Beth thing was still a thing, like, that needed to be sorted out, but now we know that's not really a thing. Um, and then not to mention that, okay, he talks about you know Beth being dead. We do remember earlier in that first, I think one of the first first or second season, they jumped out of a universe that was their universe too, to another universe and killed those Rick and Mortys and buried them in the backyard. So all of this shit is none of the original Rick stuff. And then we forgot that at one point it was like, oh, every Rick needs a Morty because that's what helps balance out the smartness with the dumb. Like, oh, it's almost point now that I don't even know what the, the mythology of the show is anymore because every other episode, they just throw something against the wall and it completely, I'm going to say rewrites it, but it changes the view, the point of view of what the mythology is. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, I'm just going to enjoy it for the sci-fi-ness of it because I love sci-fi and not care about all the shit they're leaving out here because Knowing Dan Harmon, he may not even answer any of this shit. He may just <laughs> he end and he'd be like, sorry, you assholes, that you went along for this 10-year ride with me to just come to the end and be like, nothing really matters. Like Rick has been saying almost every other episode since <laughs> this thing has been alive. So now you know what this feels like. It's called real life. None of this shit really matters. And then he ends the show. That's probably how it's going to end. I bank it now. What today is, 
What time is it? Write it down. That's how the full show fucking ends. But Rick telling us nothing that really matters and none of the questions really get answered. It just moves on. But that's the, what's so crazy about that reveal is that, of course, to him, nothing really matters because the people that did matter are dead. They're yes. all dead. Yes. <laughs> So that's that's why it was it was pretty exciting for me because well like, even too like the point even in that thread in that moment if you remember when they're having the shootout with other Ricks the other Ricks are like you think this is going to bring her back it's like nope like <laughs> this is yeah yeah so <laughs> was was Beth killed by other Ricks in the Rick Council is maybe that's why he hates them because they killed this daughter like it's so many things I think will never be answered hard damn how much is gonna be oh I forgot I even said that shit. <laughs> Uh, that does seem like going. something Dan Herman would do. He just gets drunk and forget like whole complete story arcs. He's like, ah, I don't. Yeah, that wasn't fun it. anymore. Let's go on to something else. <laughs> he forgets it, but he has a production team that'll watch out for it now. They're yeah. like, we haven't written down on a whiteboard somewhere. We haven't crossed it off yet because we haven't we haven't rung that that uh, that writing note out yet. So, but I am enjoying the show. But I just I, I get started getting gripey when I start being like, you're getting many, I, plot thread f- fatigue. Right, right, right. But I'm starting to count all the things that I don't know, and it's like, all right, all right. Just enjoy the show, Jason, because obviously <laughs> you're, you're thinking way too hard about this. So, um, but sorry, that's part not of hard enough, like some of the fans do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not sitting around writing dissertations of theories and linking episodes to things that happen in the back, and you know, teacups that fly through portals and all that stuff. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> any other? I just want to go to Boob World. <laughs> yes, hundred percent, hundred and twenty. Criminal. We didn't actually get there. <laughs> all right uh let's go ahead and jump into movie reviews movie reviews we need like a, a song or something i don't know you <laughs> should get a song for movie reviews you you are right <laughs> um i guess when we get more professional we'll have like all of time we go to the next section like yeah section graphics and, and then we'll have like a section graphics like whoosh, movie reviews yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right I hope it does go la 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 la. It's like JoJo's bizarre adventure with a cherry. Anyway, let's go on to the first, <laughs> the first movie that we all or that some of us reviewed looked at was Free Guy, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds' new latest vehicle. So for those who do not know what Free Guy or what Free Guy is, which shame on you. Um, <laughs> Free Guy is basically when a non-playable character gets sentient life and decides to be a non-playable character that actually is a playable to himself in this real world. And then shenanigans ensue. Um, let's go ahead and start with you, Jaren, because you were the first one to see this movie. What were your thoughts on Free Guy? All right. A uh, couple things. I enjoy the movie a lot. Um, it. Uh, I will say I was walking into it. I was a little trepidatious as to how they were going to explain how an NPC got to be like oh self-aware um, yeah and the and the movie did it, it gave me a satisfactory enough answer that i could just relax and enjoy it for what it was which was just a popcorn movie that happened to have a very charming you know main character in it and uh it it hit all the points um they brought in popular streamers to kind of give the the outside world's view on it uh and the main protagonist the female protagonist her her struggle throughout the whole thing is something that I think speaks to a lot of people, especially that have made games or made art is if people try to take your stuff and offer you money and then kind of steal it away from you, that kind of idea is something that I think we often at least understand. Um, and uh, I like, uh, I mean, they, it was fun. The, 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 the uh, police officers in it were fun. The one guy from uh, what is it? Uh, 
what's that TV show? Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. And then uh, the uh, the Indian dude that liked to wear like a ridiculous bunny skin with abs and his police badge like nailed into his chest. I mean, I mean it's, it's all stuff that would totally happen in a game. And, you know, people that are like high on their ego about being, you know, having like user access level. The idea that they could never delete him and didn't. And I, I thought that was interesting and fun, but then they, they couldn't figure out that it was because he was an NPC and there was no player attached. I think it took him a long time to come to that conclusion, I guess. Um, acting was great. Pacing was great. Uh, I didn't feel like it stayed too long. I didn't feel like it was too short either. Uh, and uh, uh, Dude, when they launched Dude at the end to face off against Guy. Um, fantastic <laughs> fight scene. Yeah, <laughs> catchphrase. Fantastic fight scene. Great CG. Um, even when his buddy comes up and is like touching his pecs, he's like, he's like, better than you in every way like it was hilarious <laughs> the whole thing was fantastic i don't know I, I i again i enjoyed it uh i liked his his dynamic with his friend um and it was interesting how they how he had hidden the world on the build but had just put it behind like an invisibility barrier essentially which is what a lot of people do if you've ever fallen through uh, a level on a 3d video game sometimes you'll see other chunks of level that are just floating in the ether below and to the left of it that were just there for testing purposes and never showed up. So it's a totally like they did some research. It's a very real thing that can happen and does happen on occasion. So I dug it. I liked it. And uh, Taiko Atiti, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's fantastic in just about <laughs> everything he does. I mean, I'm not going to give him a whole lot of credit for uh, Green Lantern, but um, you know, Ryan Reynolds was there too. So. But yeah, overall <laughs> enjoyable, and I like I like they pull. I love. Obviously, we're all going to talk about it at some point, but I'll let you guys really get into it. But the the Disney Marvel Star Wars synergy they brought in at the end was pretty fantastic. I mean, it was super. You know, it was it was there for the it was there for the audience, but it was great. So, oh my god! All right, I'm gonna be that guy. Oh my god! Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> let let them know. Let them know, Jason. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off chest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, man. Free Guy was free to not choose a genre and not know what the fuck it wanted to be. Free Guy is a Frankenstein monster of a movie. And they said, hey, what if we had an idea? What if we could sell a movie that's a romantic dramedy but an action film? But we need a hook to get people in that are like, you know, in a quasi-rare space. Nerds. Comic book nerds. Well, no, no, no. Marvel already does that. Uh, Video game nerds. You're right. Video game. Yes. Video games. Let's do that. And that's what this movie became. That's how that movie was created. Because there's no way you're going to tell me that people that really respect gaming made this movie. And I'm not a gamer. I used to be at one point in time. I used to dabble in it. I had a child and was like, hey, the baby's crying and you're playing Batman Arkham. You need to stop playing games and take care of your child. And that took that to being stop playing games altogether. And that's when I set down the sticks for forever. You need but to be with better at multitasking. Said, <laughs> once again, I know I'm not, so that's why I set them down for forever. I may pick them back up because my kids are older now. But going to the main point of this is that, yes, is this movie fun? Yes. Is it charming because it has Ryan Reynolds in it? Absolutely. Did Jody, uh, Jody Comer, or Comer, whatever her name is, was she fabulous in it when I didn't realize that she played both her avatar in the game and herself mm. in the real life? Well, she obviously can play herself. But anyway, <laughs> she played both the roles. Was she great in it? Absolutely. Even the kid from Stranger Things, I thought was he did the best acting I've ever seen him do because he's not that great in Stranger Things, but none of those <laughs> kids are, so that's not his fault. Yeah. But with all that being said, 
surface level, the movie works because it's hard not to work when you do all the things that we enjoy as an audience. You give us all the things that make a point to you. But that's the bothersomeness of this movie is that it's almost hollow. It's like you can tell the people who made this, it wasn't a passion project for them. It was just another check for them. And it feels like that all the way. And now going further to show that is like you talked about the star with the Marvel and Star Wars thing at the end. That was a cheap pop. Like as a wrestling fan, we call it a cheap pop. We know like, hey, we need something that's going to get the crowd hooting and hollering. And they did it. But the reason why I say it's hollow is because, Jaren, as you know, how many times do they make reference to video gamers being nerds that are 20 somethings in their mom's basement? Like five times in this movie. Hell, the chick, the main chick, who's the programmer who was trying to get it, that's the first joke she makes in the movie when she holds up the dude. You're a fucking programmer. You make these games. What are you? Okay. But all right, cool. All right, you got to make the joke because it's a trope of Hollywood. Yeah, oh, everybody that plays games, a big lazy people that sit in their mama's basement. Okay, great. But then you go even one step further to just insult gamers, and you go, oh, yeah, we're going to keep putting in the, you know, the wacky gamer stuff, how people like jump against the walls and they're not a play. And at one point the guy glitches and like cool stuff. Great, great gag joke. Maybe once, maybe twice. It's in there like seven times in the background, just randomly doing it almost to be like, Hey guys, gamers, you know, this, right? That guy that you play like Fortnite with that just jumps all the time. <laughs> Look in the back. Like, no, 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 no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It just didn't have it. And then, I think you like Taco Watiti. I thought he was terrible in it. I thought that was the worst over-the-top bullshit performance I've ever seen in my life. And I thought it basically because everything in the real world actually took a serious tone. From the dude from Stranger Things, the Asian, you know, from the, the Asian Indian dude, from the chick, all that had a serious tone. And here comes this joke of a cartoon, walks in, and he's all, ooh, 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 let me turn it up. Make it. it was dumb as hell. It was terrible. <laughs> it was god-awful. And I can't believe that Taco Watiti would do that to himself. In this movie, now I can't say why he would do this to himself. He probably got paid very well to do this to himself. But at the end of the day, it was nothing that meant anything because, again, you give us a serious tone with everybody else, and you let him come in and just be a complete asshole. But not the asshole where it's like, "Hey, I want you to lose everything because you're a terrible human being." It's like, "Hey, I'm a terrible little human being, but I'm even more terrible because I make these stupid jokes and they treat my employees like trash, even though we're making a video game and you need all these people to help you make your video game." And I yet will, you're acting like this. Like I will grant. Hey, you that he was very two-dimensional as a bad guy. Oh, and it was completely over the top. It just didn't yeah. fit with the rest of the world. Like it didn't, it was no reason for any of those guys to want to work for this guy. Yeah, yeah. Except for um, yeah, in in the movies defense in which I did not see it, um, video king companies, especially the larger ones, are kind of like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> They're very evil having a reckoning about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this whole thing about Activision and Blizzard. Yeah, and being shut down because they're <laughs> shitty to their employees. But please oh, yeah, go on, yeah. Jason. But that's the question, though. You said you, you said it right. They got shut down because they're shitty to the. These guys are just taking it, like taking these fistfuls of bullshit sandwiches he's shoving down their throats, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay, I guess." Well, they, uh, they, they, just... took it, they took it for a while at Blizzard too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took it for like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I, th I thought it was just a turnover thing. Oh, okay, but okay. Well, maybe that was the realest thing about the video game industry that I just didn't get. So kudos to the movies for figuring that out. Asshole yeah. balls. <laughs> um, I, I just, I, I enjoyed the spectacle of it all, but after a while, it just wore on me because it was just, ugh. But I will say this, the most enjoyable thing I had of it, because it was an insider moment for myself that I don't know if people really caught or care about, with Channing Tatum. <laughs> and the insider moment for me is that 
At one point, he starts dancing. And I remember, oh, yeah, he started his career as a dancer yep. in Step Up. And, you know, Magic Mike. And in the and I was clubs. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> that, that point right there was the most meta thing for me that I thought was very fun and very hilarious because he looked natural dancing. Because you know what? He's a freaking dancer. And he's I thought good that at was great. It. Yeah, yeah. And as I said, and I thought that was great. So of all the meta stuff in the movie, that was the funnest part I had about the meta shit in the movie because he was, you know, I don't think even people remember him from the dancing groups in which he started. But anyway, other than that, I mean one day they'll get him to do a dance off with Sam Rockwell on screen. It'll be amazing. <laughs> he would totally hand Sam Rockwell his yeah, yeah, he you think so? Sam Rockwell There's no competing. He doesn't want that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's and as always, idea. I guess I'll give my hand, hand candid thoughts on this is that I wish this movie would have taken the comedy portion of it and then made something very poignant about people, you know, either stealing people's IDs and properties, IPs and properties, or making a whole metal commentary a commentary about the world meaning nothing in a nihilistic view, and then having free guy be the guy that brings like, oh no. Blah blah blah, but it said, you know what they did to do that? They gave us the magical Negro Negro trope, which I'm not even going to get into for this because I'm going to let Jason handle it when he eventually. We're not that movie, show. I'm, I'm going to let Jason handle that when we see he finishes the movie. But instead of having free guy become the one that goes, "Hey, you know what? Let me get rid of this nihilist attitude and realize that it is something to live for," we get the magical Negro trope and it, whatever, whatever, whatever. But yes, our station would have went down that line of him just realizing that this ain't world ain't shit and these people ain't shit. And these human beings that are in this world that are killing my friends ain't shit. And I feel like it would have been a way better, crazier-ass movie because it would have been a more of a dark comedy, and I would have enjoyed that more. But instead, I got this hollow piece of Ryan Reynolds' make-believe trash because, you know, he has to have another slow song singing five-octave singer in it because that's becoming Ryan Reynolds' tropes now. Celine Dion, this one has Mariah Carey. Just, I can't, what's the next one? Get Whitney Houston in? Fucking Probably. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, right. the next Deadpool's a musical, so. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be fun. I would be interested no, to, it, to it is. That it's true. 100% oh, a musical. God. That sounds absolutely horrible to me. <laughs> He's learning tap dancing right now. It's oh, Jesus. I'm going to throw myself through a window. That sounds like <laughs> the worst thing ever. Uh, I um, so I know Duke of All Nerds, you didn't get a chance to see this. No, nope, I, I didn't there. see it. But I, 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 I got something to say because we had a conversation about this yesterday. And it's just okay. basically about Hollywood and video games in particular. Is that we're probably going to still any movie about video games they're going to make is probably going to still make that same sort of correlation that all video gamers are fat and stupid and live in their mom's basements because video games make a billion times more than movies do and Hollywood is not going to let that go and they're going to they're going to keep you know like oh yeah people who play video games are stupid and they're ugly and they're dumb come watch a movie so normal people like a normal person. Insert catchphrase. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I will. I will. I will say. I read an article from the director uh, about the Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Uh, so originally, obviously, this was a Fox movie, um, and it wasn't until Disney and Fox finalized their stuff where they realized that they could pull into that, pull from that box. So initially, the director said that they, the final fight, had Guy using a portal gun, which he still used in this one, but he also was using a gravity gun, and and then he was going to use Cable's gun from Deadpool 2. And when they, when the Disney stuff came in, they were like, it makes more sense for our good guy to use, to not use a gun. In fact, while he was leveling up, he was, he would, he was only taking guns away from people. Mm. So they, they were like, they were like, for lack of a better idea, we were giving him Cable's gun in the final fight. 
um but it always felt disingenuous the character then once we had that new collection of everything disney that we could pull from we swapped it out to a lightsaber captain america shield and the hulk hand and then they got chris evans in uh who was in boston fil uh, filming something else and they got him in for, they, they he told me he's like 10 minutes they had him in and out in 10 minutes to film that shot of him going looking at the video going what the shit <laughs> they had him in and out they were like we had everything set up from, he showed up 10 minutes he was gone from your description of that even though it sounds wonderful that they were able to do that it sounds absolutely horrible to me <laughs> like, like oh yeah just use all of our stuff so we can, have, can maintain the synergy with our products Right, you know, I mean, like, it, it was a cheap pop. That's what it was. Like I said, it was yeah, a cheap yeah, yeah. Pop. I mean, the story-wise, he would he had leveled up in the game enough that he was able to use all the high-level stuff that you get. I mean, you know, he could have pulled the the uh, the uh, what is it, the sword from World of Warcraft, uh, that Frostmourne. He could have pulled that out. I mean, it would have been the same. Well, thing. that would have made no sense because that's a bad guy sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a high or level. It was a high level. They were high level. I would have preferred that because that would have been a deep cut that gamers would have appreciated. Like yeah. I wouldn't have known that if I would have you until you would have said something like that. I, mean, I would have known that sword had a relevance, but everybody more. knows the shield, everybody knows a lightsaber. It sounds more, yes. there's more Star Wars video games than there are movies, so <laughs> that is also true. But like Star Wars, the lightsaber is not a integral thing to gaming. I mean, like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of Star Wars games out there, but like when you think of like gaming weapons. You know, I would yeah. much rather go with the portal gun over which a lightsaber. Which you used, yeah. Which you, I mean, I'm just, I haven't seen the movie, so obviously I can't honestly say, you know, which is better because I haven't seen it. But in my, in my little opinion, you know, you should be doing more deeper gaming cuts rather than synergizing Disney properties. In in my humble opinion, sure. not have seen the right. movie. Everybody, please don't be mad at me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jaron, what is your rating on Free Guy? Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.8 and I don't know if you've heard the news yet, but Disney has already ordered free guy too. So well, of course they did. It. <laughs> It'll be a sequel. Um, I'm giving it a 2.5, man. Y'all can skip as far as I'm Ooh. concerned, man. I love you guys in these points and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite it's not, like I said, it's not a bad movie. No, it's just that not. like it, you basically use a fandom to sell your movie that's not about the fandom. It actually insults the fandom. And it's like, well, because Ryan Reynolds is in it, it's going to be campy and fun. Like, no. And I can't believe Jared's going to be a pass because he's a gamer. He should be more offended than I am. Yeah, that's that's the thing. As someone who actually is still an active gamer, I'm not as offended as you are on my behalf as someone who doesn't game anymore. So probably also like to be Let's be real. You're just not offended because you love Ryan Reynolds. This is called a spade a spade. You'll let him almost get with anything. That's racist. So, yeah. I mean that's pretty much what it is because you you oh yeah, come on no we'll, we'll we'll do the way back machine and we'll review uh Green Green Lantern and uh, we'll you'll see me shit on a Ryan Reynolds movie or or, or uh, X Men Wolverine Origins Just because your personal friends with Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. <laughs> I, I can I can yeah, shit I know, right I can shit on a Ryan Reynolds movie don't get me wrong this just wasn't <laughs> one this didn't this didn't earn it for me okay I, again I, I will say this by two point five for me is that because normal people. <laughs> who don't give a shit about gaming, it will be great and enjoyable to them. I'm just disappointed that the gamers like lets them get away with all the, the corny shit they put in this movie and the way they express themselves to you guys. But okay, that's for me. <laughs> he and, he's entitled to his his, yes, his score. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, I'm with it. Thanks, Jason. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, Everybody has know. opinions and they're like buttholes. Well, I know, like, and they all yeah, stick. But, all right. 
but I know this like the trope of Ryan Reynolds works for Jaron. I know that. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I know that works for Jaron. So that's why I know he likes it way more than I did because it you could have not had this in a video game, and this could have been an idiot dude doing all this. And I think Jaron would have liked it just the same. Like it has those Ryan Reynolds, like, oh, I'm gonna make snarky comments. Look at me smile. Look, everybody tell me how handsome I am. Let me bring in the octave singing. Like it's a trophy thing, and I I get it. I'm just kind of maybe getting tired of it too. So that's another reason I think I was annoyed by the movie because I'm getting at that end of the road with me and the Ryan Reynolds tropes. But yeah, he's got two more years of it before it becomes stale. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got me on the podcast to ask my opinion, but he consistently just puts my opinion out on my behalf through his own mouth. So, oh, am I wrong? Am I not? Am I right? right you are. You are not. You are not correct. That is yes. <laughs> Everything you said about me standing for Ryan Reynolds to the point where I would overlook something that's globally offensive. No, no, no. I say, but you enjoy Ryan Reynolds' trope, the tropes of Ryan Reynolds' comedy. You, that's your thing. I, I, it's I'm like not, that I, Robert Downey Jr. tone. Like that's your kind of wheelhouse. Am I wrong by saying that? I mean, I would never think of them as a wheelhouse, but I don't know what you mean by it's that. It's more of a, a carriage rather than a wheelhouse. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, like, like I enjoy, I enjoy. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. I enjoy like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and of course I love uh, Iron Man. But I mean, like, does that mean? And, and I like the Judge. You didn't like the Judge, but I like the Judge. And in that, he's acting very different than the other movies. So I don't know. Not so much, but okay. But you like Sherlock Holmes too, as well. I'm saying like people they have I like the they direct, have their I like, trademark. Uh, they Paul. have their trademark <laughs> kind of actions. Like for why for, for the perfect for example, Vince Vaughn had a run about. A six five six movie run where he kind of was the same character. Yeah, I've but never it liked worked. It. And, <laughs> but see, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. And you you didn't care for that. But I'm yeah. saying like the the way these those actors act in that kind of I know that's like your gig. Like you like that that kind of sharp sarcastic. Because I think I mean because you're kind of like that. So I feel like you get off like oh that's funny and cute. Like that, there's a compliment in there somewhere, Jaren. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> help me dig it out. It's in there somewhere. How am I saying something wrong? Like are you saying you don't like that? Like. How am I wrong on this? Like, it, you, you, that's the type of style of like people in comedy you enjoy. And I'm saying this is what me being around you when we view the same yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're also then taking that and then saying, and because of this, he's going to stand for this movie, which I'm like, I, I gave it a, <laughs> I gave it a 3.8. I even gave it a four or five. Like, I, and I thought it was good. Like, I like it, it had its problems. Okay. And you're right. Uh, Taika Waititi was very two dimensional. He was he was a mirror of some of the real life bad guys in in video games and software design. But he was he was outlandish. He probably just hung out at Activision for a weekend. <laughs> he probably like, did. I, I got this part. <laughs> He's method as fuck. <laughs> I figured it out, guys. <laughs> I know what I'm going I know to exactly do. how to tackle this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's jump right into Monster Hunter. On Netflix, uh, Monster Hunters. I mean, I don't know if you need a synopsis of this, guys. It's about people that go and hunt monsters, like, but it's from the video game. Thus, you see the synergy here. Three guys, video games, <laughs> <Monster laughs> video, right. uh, video games. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so let's go ahead and let's go with you, Jason. What did you think of Monster Hunter on Netflix? Um, the first character to die in this was the black guy who was only in the movie for literally 30 seconds and then has like the worst backstory ever. Uh, the animation is piss poor to say the least. Um, I know kids who shouldn't have graduated from the artist of Atlanta who did, who could do way better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm 
and Jared's gonna get on me this. I think Monster Hunter is like Capcom's C tier property. So like the the the, the passion in, in stuff in this is not there because they don't give a shit. It, no one gives a shit about Monster Hunter. Like if you're talking about like other things that people give a shit about in Capcom's library, Monster Hunter is like at the bottom, honestly. Even though they had like 15 games, like only one of them has been like even remotely big in the United States. And that was Monster Hunter World. What world? So it 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 shows the amount of corporate care behind this with this movie. But with that said, it's better than the Paul Wes Anderson one with Mila Jovovich because that was fucking terrible. So so this movie is uh it's god awful. Like even if you are a fan of the of the property, which I don't think you are because who is. Mm. I'm just saying that just to piss you off. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a. It's just not worth it. It's just nothing about this is is good. The voice acting is okay, but it's like, you know, your typical, you know, sub artist voice acting. So it's like most of your anime voice acting, which is it's passable. So that's the best thing I can say about it is that the voice acting is somewhat passable. <laughs> Oh, Jaren, your thoughts on Monster Hunter on Netflix? Uh, Monster Hunter on Netflix was trash. Um, uh, like he said, the animation was bad. Uh, the story was, I mean, it was literally two beats. Uh, <laughs> you're introduced to a village. It's in the path of a giant monster. And then it was like, everybody run. No, we're going to stay. Okay, I guess we're going to fight. That's it. That's it. That's the whole of it. That's all of it right there. Everything else is just added dialogue that is of no consequence to anything um uh, uh jason's wrong uh, i i went ahead and looked it up about monster hunter there are 21 uh or i'm sorry 23 games okay so oh far and they have collectively sold uh over 73 million units total and if you're cl- clocking it at 50 dollars per you know i mean that's a big deal they've been around since playstation 2 monster hunter is a big franchise a big temple franchise for capcom um, probably one of their highest <laughs> highest selling properties. Period. So, um, yeah, no, the series is great, uh, but this was bad. It it looked like student work. Um, it, and and you know, I'm I'm all for younger animation studios kind of getting. You know, sometimes they got to work the kinks out to get off the ground. But uh, maybe don't use a, a a worldwide franchise as your jumping off point. Uh, maybe do something. Uh, you know, like an original IP or something, something smaller. But this was, this was, uh, this was trash all the way through. You know what, what was crazy about this is like they they they're talking about how this big old dragon thing is like so big and so like it it affects ecosystems and yeah. if you're in the path of it, it's better for you to move. And then it's like when you see this creature, it's like it's not bigger than any other creatures y'all been fighting. <laughs> like in fact, it's not even big enough that. You're like, oh yeah, if we get like four other dudes, we could probably take this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, you're get like none of this makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much to say on this that you guys haven't already said. So I'd rather discuss uh Monster Hunter being a D-list property in the eyes of Jason versus Jaren, because <laughs> I could give a shit about this movie. Real quick, I give it a one. I hated it. Do you guys have any ratings you want to give this shit? A zero. I give it a one. <laughs> not even putting it on the list. It's not even worth. It's not even worth rating. 
Yeah. There we go. So not even worth fighting. I'll take that. All right, let's go to that D-list card. So as a whole, how, what what makes a successful video game? How many units would you have to sell to be a successful video game? Typically, it's not really about selling the units. It's about the cultural zeitgeist, and I don't think Monster Hunter has, is there yet. As opposed to other Capcom stuff, like you know Street Fighter or Mega Man or Resident Evil, even like mm-hmm. they're just not there yet. It's popular. I know it's very popular in Japan, just not here. Yeah. So like as I said, like. Yeah, they had 28 games or whatever, but only one of them has, has done any commercials this year. And that's the last okay. one. No. Or the last two. Before we go, hold on, Jared. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, Jared. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Right. If you were going to do this, as you said, you're ranking that D, give us examples of an A tier, B tier, and C tier Capcom for people like me who aren't into the gaming world, but we'll know the names kind of sort Well, obviously, their A tier thing, the one that they put their most amount of time and effort behind is Resident Evil. I mean, right. that's. Uh, I mean, like they're the only ones that they've they've pretty much promoted since the since since PlayStation One, Jared, not PlayStation Two. <laughs> uh, and then after that, Street Fighter, obviously. Okay. And then I mean, even even like something like that, people don't really like see a lot of new games from. Fucking Mega Man is even better than this shit. So right. like, and even though we don't see a lot of new games, Mega Man is a part of our cultural consciousness. Whereas, right. name one character for Monster Hunter. You can't because it's not about having you always generate a new character. <laughs> exactly. It's supposed to be you. Okay. Your so Jared, name one monster for right, Monster right. Hunter. You know what? So let's say what, what category do you have it in Capcom's catalog? But then also why is it in that number or tier for you in, in Capcom's catalog? Okay. I will agree with Jason that yes, it is uh, up until up until probably about nine years ago, it was way more popular in Japan. Absolutely. The fact that every single Nintendo and uh, and Sony like console has had a Monster Hunter version that's been sold, like every one of them, like it shows that they, they and that that came to the West. Now back in the day, you've probably had to import them, but like all there's been a Monster Hunter 3DS version. There's been a Monster Hunter Switch. There's been a Monster Hunter uh, Wii U. There's been a Monster Hunter PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four. So I mean, they they are clearly somebody's buying them they keep making them so there's the, the fact that there there's been more monster hunter versions of consoles than there has been of resident evil there's been more right. monster hunter games than resident evil they've sold more worldwide than resident evil you're you you but make who the, is the company putting their time in america obviously it's not monster hunter yes they're all monster hunters no, but they're, I mean, they're making Monster Hunter games probably because it's easy for them to do because there's not a really a whole bunch of shit for them to do about it. It's just a dude out there fighting monsters. I mean, let's talk about the gameplay. Is you okay, get, go and fight monsters to get gradually better stuff to go and fight more monsters. It's adult Pokemon, yes. You, you, <laughs> you, you kill monsters, specifically, you hunt certain types of monsters, and then you craft either armor or weapons with to the go bits, fight more monsters with the bits that you get from those monsters. That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> But then you have stuff like Monster Hunter Stories, where they have these vast like worlds that are. Uh, it's more of an RPG. It's more about a story. You still get to go out in a free world and a free open world and do stuff in it, you know. Um, but you have a narrative that you follow. Uh, in Monster okay. Hunter World, it was more about a multiplayer thing. It was more about getting with your boys, getting jacked up on some good good shit, and then going after the biggest baddest thing in the in the area. So, I mean, but by the amount of love which they were give through their IP versus. You know, it's 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 Resident Evil, and you can see it in the games. Like the last Resident Evil game, Resident Evil Seven, is a masterpiece as compared to the last Monster Hunter game. Resident Evil, the oh, Village. 
Not the village. The one before that. The one in their house. Even the one in the village with the big giant giant vampire lady is great. Yeah. Crush, crush me, mama. Yeah. yeah. Like you can just tell that they have way more appreciation and love for that series rather than they do for Monster Hunter. It's, it's I don't know. Easy. I don't think so. And then you know graphically they're both beautiful. Mm. But Monster okay, Hunter well, we will... Monster Hunter is an <laughs> open world where you can go wherever you want and Resident Evil, you're stuck to a very very thin path. Well, we will help settle. Yeah, that's called level, level design. Yeah. <laughs> they actually hired another dude for Resident Evil. Did yeah. <laughs> you said that's another win for Resident Evil? <laughs> yeah, because they just had to hire another dude to do level design rather than someone just to paint fucking you know assets for a world. You still have to do a even if it's an open world. You don't think the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild had didn't have a a a master? That's level a whole another fucking different thing we're talking about. That's, that's apples and oranges over here. Well, no, that's we're talking about we're talking about Monster Hunter stories too. The the latest iteration. That's it's basically Breath of the Wild, but with like big bad Pokemon in it that you gotta mm. kill and use their bits to make. We will stuff. agree to disagree. I mean. <laughs> Sales numbers, console exclusives, uh, Monster Hunter blows Resident Evil out of the water. And uh, okay, well, let's, uh, I, I wanted to, because you know, we try to somewhat to be, I'm going to say factual because that's a lie, but close to <laughs> some kind yeah. of truth here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did bring up Capcom's series, and this is as, because I know Jen's going to ask, this is as of June 30th, 2021. Okay. So in case people be like, oh, well, that may be old. Wait, what did, what did right. say in the first in the first paragraph it says something about Monster Hunter? Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter is one of Capcom's many too. popular franchise since its 2004 debut. The series has grown to include 50 titles 50. and a plethora of merchandise firmly established as one of the premier franchises in all of video games. Another popular is Resident Evil. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so let's see here. We're going to go on to Monster Hunter. Number of titles 50, unit sales. Seven, uh, 75, so I'm thinking that's going to be in the millions. Million. Yeah. Okay. And let's go. Oh, I forgot about Devil May Cry. Resident Evil. 146. <laughs> titles, and that includes like merchandise and all that, and 117 all right. All right. million uh, there. So Mega Man. Street Fighter, 93. Titles. Mega Man. I mean, they're going to sell a shit in most of those, but yeah. still. Yeah. If we're going by I, number of I, fucking hey, units of, of one of those Mega Man Eleven purchases, <laughs> then I was kind of right. <laughs> but we were talking about unit sales. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of people in fucking Japan. Yeah, I guess so. Res- so I guess we're both kind of right. All right, Darren, Darren, you want to take that? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> in my heart, it's it's A tier. In your heart, it could be D tier. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad we finally got something settled in this show that everybody's right. Uh, and it's the first time nothing really matters, according to Dan Harmon. <laughs> we're all going to die right. one day anyway, so let's just go watch right. TV. Right. <laughs> so, going speaking of death, let's jump right into our last review of the day. We're going to review Vivo. Yes, I'll start this one off, I guess. Um, yeah, man. Um, Lin-Manuel... This is like to me, you know, when R. Kelly got accused of like the crazy shit that he's going on, and then he dropped um, Ignition, and then he dropped like you know TP2, and all the black people was like, "Oh man, R. Kelly, good because the music <laughs> was so good, and we forgot about all the bullshit." We didn't forget. This but... is this is Lemon Wells TP2 because I forgot <laughs> all about the colorism shit that we supposed to be canceling him for. It was like, <laughs> man, these songs slap. 
man, this shit is good. Why this thing making me cry? Man, why do I like this so much? And I literally was like, man, I'm supposed to be canceling this joke because he can't even put brown-skinned people in his movies and black people, like, in black uh, dark-skinned people in his movies. But fuck that. I already, I left this movie and was like, man, this may creep up into my top five, like, cartoon music in a movie. Uh, and I did make a small list so people wouldn't trip out on me. Uh, I got, and this is no particular order, but Aladdin, Lion King, Moana, and Coco are in my top four, no matter how you want to order it. And then five, I was like, it's going to be competing with Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid for whatever you want to throw in that fifth spot. But the point is, is that the music in here is so good that it, it goes with it. So you give me good music. You give me the goddess, Gloria Estefan, in the movie. You've already had me sold. Um, the only negative I had on this movie is that I just didn't rock with the kids. I didn't rock with the mini Karen troop. I didn't rock with the wild chick. Um, they just were all annoying to me. At least the mini Karens were tolerable enough because I'm like, oh, we know what you're going to be when you grow up. And I was just more disappointed <laughs> that the black chick went along with the mini Karen because she should have been like, like most black people would be like, hey, maybe we should mind our business. And that's what she should have said. But she didn't do that. She kept going along with mini Karen. There's a reason why there's a Candace Owens out there. (laughs) Facts. And I'm more than the only person I really felt uh, empathetic and sympathetic for besides Vivo and and Homeboy who, you know, who kicked the bucket before you get to see his homegirl. Mm. Only what I felt sympathetic for was for the moms. Because moms (laughs) is like, I'm out here struggling, trying to get a dime, put you in good positions so you can live your life. And you all here clapping on me and running to Miami. Fuck that. Like, I felt bad for the mom. I'm like, and and she lucky she ain't my kid. Because I'd have tore that ass up when I got in the car (laughs) and going to Miami. What we talking about here? You went 100 miles? Nah, fuck that. You getting a beating in your life. In front of all those people that you was trying to run away from. I may even let them get a lick in from them having to chase you. So, uh, (laughs) other than that. other, Other than that, as I say that, I have really, really thoroughly enjoyed this movie, man. I thought. It, the music was good. It had heart. It had emotion. It, I mean, the story is pretty predictable, paint by numbers. But with this, with this, you could tell that the emphasis was more on the music and the relationships being built. And I think they did a great job of doing that. Um, maybe a little bit more time for the kind of Vivo and her and the, the little girl to kind of more bond. But I, I didn't mind the pacing. They kind of sped it up. It's still a kids' movie at the end of the day. So I, I'm here for it, man. Um, Jaren, your thoughts on Vivo? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, this was, I had mentioned this earlier with you guys, um, uh, going from such a shoddily animated, uh, feature with Monster Hunter into this with smooth animation, beautiful squash and stretch, great character design. Uh, and then of course the story and all the heart, I was all, I was all for it. The music was fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed the little alt girl. Um, I just, you know, it just, that's just. I, I've I've always enjoyed that character trope of the person that's not afraid to be outside of the norm, um, and I, I thought her song was dope too. Uh, her, song, her song, not her yeah, song, not. Totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gloria Stefan was killing it. Um, it, it. Yeah, I think the text I sent to you guys uh, after I got done watching it was, uh, "I'm not crying, you're crying." Uh, <laughs> man, yeah, it, it hits that emotional point real hard. It's very, it's it's definitely very Pixar level fuck with your heart so um no I, I i can't say enough good things about it i enjoyed it uh the the weird like mating duck things uh Spoon bill. yeah yeah i mean i i probably could have done without them but uh you know other than mm-hmm. that other than uh, that I, yeah 
uh, and and that yeah, you had you had main Karen, you had uh, the girl that was on her way to getting diabetes by always eating cookies, and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a it was an interesting troop of those girls, and they they were they were next level, not minding their own business. So <laughs> like, go get your dad's boat. We gotta inter we gotta interject our thoughts. Right, right. <laughs> well, yeah. So. Uh, also, I was like, oh, I love when boats like you see like yachts and stuff, and they always have those cool like underlights. I've never seen it on like just a little trawler like that. I was like, oh, that's kind of dope. I mean, I know it was an artistic choice, but it was still really cool. <laughs> like yeah. every time they did the wide like helicopter shots looking down, you see just the blue glowing around it. I thought that was dope. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I mean, it was it man, it, it followed it paint by numbers as far as the story beats go. You know, they're gonna get to the concert hall as soon as mom catches up with them. And she's mm-hmm. gonna stop them, and then there's gonna have to be some emotional point that comes, you know, that that is that is brought to the forefront that they haven't they refused to talk to up into this point, and then that's going to make the mom then become an agent in their their mission. So yeah, I mean it it it, it definitely was predictable in that regard, but uh, it was so charming and the music was so well done that I was I was like I know how this is gonna end, and I still want to I want to hear it. I will say I was a little. I was expecting there to be more, you know, like when there's that song that, uh, and I know that I know that Gloria Stefan and they wanted her voice to be chief among it, but you know, in these mm-hmm. things where they have like, it's like a special song or it's like a, a whenever they do that song, there's always like, uh, you know, a massive orchestra that swells up behind them. And like, you know, even though you're watching it and you're like, there's a guy in a piano and some guy in a bongo drums, you expect there to be a string, you know, section and everything to really elevate that song. I was like, I was waiting to hear this song the whole time. I'm like, man, this song is going to be dope. And it was just okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably yes. the worst song of all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. They, they, yeah. I call that yeah. the disney of cartoons. Like that's a Disney trope that we yeah. expect the, the climatic song to be like this big over yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it, it was just her chilling on stage and it was like oh. <laughs> well, all that, right yeah. jason all right so i'll start off that uh i've never been a lynn manuel miranda fan uh i've been forced to listen to the hamilton soundtrack at least a couple of times and i'm like i don't understand why people like this so much who forced but... you to do that? <laughs> pause it pause right there because yeah. i'm glad you said that and i just want to throw one thing in <laughs> Hamilton's music is like what white people think good hip hop sounds like. Yeah. It's not that. Continue. <laughs> so, and also on top of that, I'm not a big musical fan at all. Anytime there's a live action musical, I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. And I hate everything about it. This movie, however, I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was so great. I love the music in it. I was like, oh, I understand why people like this dude now because he's actually pretty good at writing songs because he wrote all the songs for this. So I get it, because these songs fucking slapped, with the exception of the last one, which was kind of <laughs> oh hum. Um, those kids would have died in the Everglades, just straight up. They all would have fucking died. Like, oh, we'll just take a shortcut through the Everglades. You know how fucking big the Everglades is? It's yeah. fucking huge. Yeah, You're going to that. die before ever getting close to Miami, all right? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to starve yeah. to death, because you're going to get lost and eaten by an alligator. That kid and that monkey should be dead. Those little girls should be dead. All of them should be dead. <laughs> this should have been uh, a, a movie about how they found did, or how they didn't find these girls ever again because the Everglades are fucking huge. That's where the fucking mob would drop their bodies and never people just disappear. <laughs> Other than that, Sony 
animation studio, they have stepped up their game. They are mm-hmm. making, yeah. they are pushing to Pixar levels. Of, I mean, they're probably already there. Don't get me wrong. They're, yeah. they're there. They're yeah. at Pixar levels of artistry here. It is, this movie looks so great and it's animated so well. Like, you know, I was like, this could be a Pixar movie if I didn't, if it wasn't on Netflix. I, you could have just put this on, on Disney Plus and slapped, you know, Pixar on it and you would have not could be able to tell the difference. You would be like, okay, that's the exact same thing. Um, I'm glad this there. I hope somebody makes more movies like this. This is, this was so much fun. And I did start crying at least twice in this fucking movie because when old dudes like, Oh, I'm going to Miami to go meet my girl. Yeah. And then he fucking dies. Like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> like, why would you do this to me? Like he needs to go meet his girl. They haven't seen it. What's, I don't understand why he didn't leave with her. You've been gone to Miami. It's only ninety miles away. Y'all could have been yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the same. And maybe thing. he was like, "Oh, I can't leave because Castro's keeping me here. It's Cuba. We don't know." But touche, yeah. touche. <laughs> yeah, it's still paying by numbers. But like, when you get the the formula right, you yeah, get it right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, this was even was formulaic. They got every beat perfectly right, and it, it hit all the right notes. It hit all. Uh, in a musical, hit all right now. See what I did there. It it was such a fun movie. I liked um, sometimes uh, as co as not Coco as as Vivo Lin Manuel was kind of too Lin Manuel mm-hmm. <laughs> Miranda. Um, he kind of took me out some occasionally, but eventually, you know, they would go to a song or something like that, and it was like, okay, I'm back in it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this movie is great. It's just, it's so much fun. It's it's a good one. If you like that whole shtick that he does, there's no reason why you shouldn't watch this. Yeah, this uh, and Mitchell's versus the machines. That's like yeah. two for two on some. And then, oh, well, he's just Jaron's not going to agree with me. But then also Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, into the Spider Verse, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but that was that wasn't this year. But yeah, that's true. Um, shout out to Michael Rooker being a snake. I thought he was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was so yeah, good. Yeah. He was really talking about a voice too. you could just pick up immediately. You're like, like oh, oh, that's my group right there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was good. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I can't say enough great things about this one. Uh, I don't really have any head candid on it because I thought it was a pretty good movie. I mean, pretty excellent, well made movie, and it did what it's supposed to do. But yes, uh, Homeboy biting the dust, man. Hurt my, mm. home, hurt my soul. It hurt my yeah. soul, bro. Because um, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They, they they give it away in the trailer without giving it away in the trailer. Because it's like it starts with old man. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the trailer, he's with that little girl. And you're like, wait a minute. Where'd the old man? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they upped us, man. They upped us. Yeah. We're going to, I guess, go around, give our rating. And also, I want to hear what you guys, at least top three uh, musical cartoons are. Because I gave my quasi five. But, Jaron, what would you rank? Right? Where would you rank this? Uh, yo, see, you're gonna you're gonna sit down and curate a list and then get get us off the top of the dome. I got it. I got it. Oh no, I'm going around with our ratings and then go around for the uh, list. So my, we'll give you my, time to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh four point five. Absolutely. Uh, I I recommend you spend money on this and support the arts. Um, if uh, I mean, you don't have to go see the theater because if you have you know Netflix, it's there for you. So yep. yeah, absolutely. There's there's nothing holding you back from checking us out. All right, Jason. You people with your points is like when people come into a restaurant and they're like, "Oh, I want a steak between uh, medium rare and medium, uh, a little bit." Of, so you want it medium or you want it medium rare? Because there's no fucking in between. 
But with that said, I'm going to give it a 4.8. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers in your, your fractions. Also, yeah. my fraction. I'm going to yeah. do fractions too because I don't want to be left fra- out. I'm going to fractionize. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it a four. And the only reason because you know how I feel about those kids. <laughs> Fuck them kids. They should be dead. They all should be look, dead. Look, and you know what it is? I, when I said it to my wife said, it's like, you have a thing against bad kids. And I go, and that's what it is. I don't like bad kids in anything, even when it's fake. I hate fake <laughs> bad kids. As you can see, why I don't give this a higher note because I'm only gonna give it a four because them kids is bad and I'd have beat all of them. So I, I, I don't I don't prescribe to spanking children, but that child should have got spanked. <laughs> <laughs> I subscribe. There are some kids that need spanking, and that's one of those kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about that spanking life, and that girl would have got told. Uh, so, <laughs> oh yeah, so um, Jaren. Musical cartoons, you got any list? Top of your head, uh, you I mean, off the top of my head. Um, I mean, obviously, Lion King, no question. Uh, and and Moana, but uh, one that you didn't say that uh, songs still stick in my mind is uh, uh, Mulan. I mean, let's get down to business and defeat the Huns. Fucking phenomenal. Nah, I love that whole song. Yeah, no, it's it's good. So, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Nah, I, I really don't <laughs> rock with Mulan music like that. I mean, that's why I wasn't on my list, but I, yeah, I understand yeah. that people do like it. Yeah. And yeah, Jason. so yeah. Well, everybody knows Moana is my number one. Like yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Like Moana just gets in my soul every single time I hear fun of oh, one of those yeah. fucking songs. Uh, 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 all that shit. Lion I mean Lion King is and 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 Beauty and the Beast are are Disney classics. You know, they they there's no greater of that age of songs in my book. But I'm also I also fuck with Frozen too. Frozen is great. Oh, the original one or the second one? The original one. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, the second one music was... Uh, no, no, I'm not... I never uh, saw the second one. I don't give a shit after that. I don't give a shit about <laughs> it enough to go watch another one. <laughs> yeah, they made a sequel? Oh. Yeah, Frozen oh, 2. you guys are terrible. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Well, thank you for participating in that. He's got the game daughter. Just All right, well, we are going to jump into our last topic of the day, and I'm so excited to, to be able to mediate this, because... Uh, I'm going to enjoy this moment. You're the here. part of this. You don't need to mediate this. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, going to be I mean, us I'm versus to, them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm mean, going to have an opinion, but I also have to be a host as well. So I can't just like fully get forget my role. But anyway, uh, if anybody watched last week's show, which we know you did because you're watching this week, and, and kudos <laughs> to you. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you, Mom. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yes. Jerry, we had made a comment. And I said, hey, yeah, we all agree that Lord of Rings is the best fantasy franchise, right? And, Jason's like, yeah, Duke was like, yeah, you know, that's easy work. That's light work. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But it was quiet in the other box. <laughs> and the other box decided to say, I don't think he didn't say it was not. I think he just said that he preferred Harry Potter. Is a, is a just off the top of the dome throw out mm-hmm. without any work or research. He was like, oh, no, I probably enjoyed the Harry Potter series more than that. Which is a good pick. Good pick. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, you know what? We got to bring it to the table. We got to talk about Lord of the Rings. If it, why and why not, is, is that the greatest fantasy franchise or set of movies of all time? And so naturally, Jason Number A, well, switch my hands. He's on one side of that arena. Jaren's on the other side of that arena. I'm probably more close. I'm really closer to Jason Number A in that thought process. But I would like to have a, like a little debate about it while we feel that it is, and then have Jaren shred all of our reasons to shreds. And then we can wrap up this uh, wrap up this uh, video, so <laughs> or podcast. So 
Jason number eight, please explain to us the reasons why Lord of the Rings is the best fantasy franchise of all time. Well, let's just just call, uh, as Jason always says, let's call a spade a spade. It's the archetype of all fantasy. Like, mm. it's, it is the basis for anybody past 1935, since that book has come out, since Hobbit has come out, has been trying to emulate in some form or fashion the amount of success that Lord of the Rings did in some form or fashion. They're taking either some sort of trope or some sort of uh, piece of Lord of the Rings and trying to put their own spin on it. Period. That's just the way the fantasy genre is. It's, and it's all, everything has been just a commentary of Lord of the Rings. And when you're that big, it's there was really no fantasy genre before Lord of the Rings. Beforehand, it was literally just fairy tales, like Brothers Grimm, shit for kids. And then there's Lord of the Rings, and then there's everything else. Like, from Game of Thrones to Wheel of Time to Harry Potter, everything else came after Lord of the Rings. And we're talking about world building in scope. The three books of, of Lord of the Rings and the one book of The Hobbit is a slice of what Tolkien wrote down. It is a piece of what he had in his head. Like, we, did, we, haven't, uh, we have gotten pretty much everything else, but there is so much going on in this universe that, like, I can only say that pretty much only one other sort of uh, sci-fi or fantasy series even come even close, and that's Dune because that's forty thousand, yeah. hundred thousand years of shit, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> like nothing else comes even close to the amount of of love and craft and just simple like from the beginning of time to even he had plans for you know four hundred, five hundred years after you know the Lord of the Rings. You know all that stuff in between. It's just like no one has no one has that kind of time anymore. Yeah, damn it, he had another job and he still did that shit. <laughs> like no one just has that time anymore. So it's just the whole breadth of that whole entire universe. Is is everybody's been chasing after that? And you know, some people succeed to get there, and you know, some people just only get a bare slither of it. But they're chasing after the goats. Like you know, you might be better. You might be LeBron James, but you ain't never going to be as a Michael Jordan. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh wow wow that's that's a layered hot take there oh wow um and then i'll jump in and i'll, I'll keep on to critique closer i mean directly to the movies as far as the movie franchise goes we're just going out lord of the rings not including the hobbit just those three movies oh, yeah, the two towers. all of it you should definitely include all of it no you shouldn't no no, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. i guess what, that's why well, i made sure i said lord of the now? rings well i said no well, i didn't because they're two different lord series of the rings yeah, yeah, it's too, like Lord of the same Rings. Same authors, is. same time period, same characters. Fuck off. Two different series. That's like saying yeah, um, stories. They're two different yeah. series. That's like saying the Cursed Child and Harry Potter should all be concluded. We're not including you know, the Cursed like Child. It's like saying Harry Potter and or the Fantastic Beasts. Beast. Yeah, which I would include. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I would not include that. <laughs> I, I, I include Lord of the Rings as its own separate thing when we're talking about the greatest franchises. Liz. Not considering the Hobbit on it, but granted, there's some crossover there, but so does the other things we're going to mention here. But speaking just directly to the movies, and let's be completely honest, when it finished with Return of the King, we didn't know a Hobbit movie was ever going to be made. Like That was it. Speaking to the movies, I mean, the scope of how lived in that world feels from the movies is something that every person who makes film wants their movies to feel like. They want to feel like when you watch these movies, you are inserting yourself or viewing this world that is 
completely believable, maybe in another universe, but can happen. The fact that they're able to accomplish that almost seamlessly, because I guess some people will make an argument if you're from New Zealand, when they do the pull-out pan shots, you're like, oh, I know you that. know where that is. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, but if you're not from New Zealand, before. <laughs> or you haven't visited it, you don't know. So you, that's Middle Earth. That's, that's there. Like, that's no New Zealand at all. Same thing the with ability, Game of Thrones in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, right, right. <laughs> the ability and the time to make sure that every thing that was going to be put in this was almost it almost took like the imagination of, of millions of people and you put it on screen and you hit the mark it is very rare in the franchise that no one has a complaint about the characterizations how they spoke how they acted the pronunciation of people's names M. Night. <laughs> uh like no one has a critique of lord of the rings in any of those moments because it hits spot on even if we wanted to bring up harry potter People sometimes talk about... There were some weak ones. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, not even just that, but even the characterization of Hermione versus the books versus how she was portrayed on in the movie. How of her act, her activism and all that was portrayed and not left into the movies. Like, it's even people that complain about Harry Potter's that the characterization even of Harry, it never came across that. Harry's biggest strength was his courage and his determination. Never came across as great in the movies as it did in the books. Uh, I know me and you, Jared, talk about things in the books like Goblet of Fire, Cedric's death means nothing if you only watch the movies. But if you know the books, that's the only reason you care about it in the movies. So you actually need the books to make Harry Potter feel more lived in. Where with the with Token, I'll be real with you. I'll be completely honest with you. I had never read Token until after I saw Fellowship. And the movie made me, me want too. to go read the books <laughs> because I was like, oh my God, how is this a book series that I've never heard of it? And it's this is dope. And I realized that when I talked about in the diaspora, it was a lot of people that were like me that saw the first movie and it intrigued them so much that we went and saw it. And then you do the research on Token, which Jason kind of really laid out beautifully that Token was the OG of this. That's why I felt it. But going to Peter Jackson's ability to basically make and build this movie in such a way that all the fandom was pleased with it. But even besides being pleased with it, you actually built the characters. And I know Aragon's journey is a little different in the books than it is in the movie. But all the moves that you make to change it to make it more seamless, it works. It fits the characterizations. When this movie ends, and I know at this point you've spent almost an eternity. I mean, what is it? Three and a half, three and a half, three and a half. You you know, you spent your whole life in here, almost 12 hours watching these movies, these three movies. You do feel like you lose something. Like you do feel like you're parting from friends. You do feel like you're parting from a journey that you took with those characters on screen. Again, these are hard things to roll up into people. And again, this is a guy who, me, I wasn't a, a, a fandom freak of this. I became a fandom freak after the movies ended. It was like, I haven't been able to even match that feeling in any other franchise where I left feeling like I had joined a journey with somebody, maybe sitting in a movie theater, bumping knees with somebody for three and a half hours will do that to you. But leaving the theater, all of us were talking like we were all buddies. Like we had took this journey and got the <laughs> ring into the volcano. We're like, yes. We did it. Like, <laughs> high five. Oh, you, are you going to see the next show? Nah, it's kind of late. But all right, maybe I will. But again, it was just a different vibe. So for me, why I say it's the best fantasy uh, series, movie series of all time is because it's things here that I just think you don't get in any other fantasy. I think Dune is close, but the movie was terrible. I think Harry Potter's close. But if you read the books, you realize that so much left on the table that's intricate to those characters that doesn't get fleshed out. Um, I, even when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about other just fantasy genre type of stuff. Um, I mean, never ending story as a kid gives you the feels. 
part one, not part two. Uh, you the I love part two. Poor Jonathan oh, Brandon, okay. what, what his name is, he's dead. All right. If you do, uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz, even Return of Oz, which is freaky and weird, but it's still kind of awesome. But none of it ever felt the way Lord of the Rings felt because Lord of the Rings didn't feel like a movie. It felt like an adventure. And that is a very hard to do because that's what movies are supposed to feel like. Movies are supposed to take you on a ride and on an adventure. And especially when you have movies that are three and a half hours, for me to sit through there and not be bored or not be feeling like I got to check my watch, that's an impressive feat because most times people are like, all right, man, wrap it up, B, wrap it up. So I will tell you that the characterization of Mary and Pippin in the movies is a little bit more humorous than in the books. Because Mary and Pippin, the books are straight badasses. <laughs> they are straight yeah. murderers in the books. <laughs> right, right, right. And, but they even do that from because again, I think the Hobbit. I think all of the Hobbits' biggest journey, especially for Mary and Pippin, is the they have to leave the childish stuff alone. Like, yeah. They don't even get the magnitude of what's going on until Return of the King. For but for most of the journey, that's when I have dumb conversations in trees, and they like it's like. Everybody's like, well, why do they have these conversations? It's just stupid. I'm like, because they're trying to show you that these hobbits still do not get the magnitude of the danger. Because they've only lived in the Shire for the past thousand years. And they've yeah. never known anything. They would only send like 40 people to, to wars. And they would, just, and that's it. <laughs> Here you go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> when the king needed them. But all right. Absolutely. Sorry, Jaren. You can go on. And, and... All right, Jaren, go ahead. Let's shred us up, man. And we can take this, this, this home. <laughs> so as I understand it, uh Jason number A, your argument for it is that it's foundational. It was the first. And Jason number one, your argument is that it's incredibly long. Is that what I'm getting? <laughs> no, my argument is that it's a masterclass in filmmaking because yeah. it's able to do things that all filmmakers want to do. Because and it, does it, it the best. because it told the story long form. Yeah, but it in an entertaining way. About how long because you don't be feel like it's been long. It's not. I'm, it's I'm not going to take his time, but that's what he wants to say. Continue. <laughs> Go ahead. I just, I don't really have any great arguments against that. It is long, and it was first. Um, I prefer movies that are that tell a story that's more streamlined, and I think that we often, as a group, harp on movies for being paced poorly. And you guys are talking about some of the most long, drawn out, ill paced movies in the history of cinema. And then they release an even longer version of them for home Which consumption. Which is even better. And you guys are like, this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, so as far as fantasy tropes go, I mean, honestly, I really can't give you a great argument why Lord of the Rings, as far as movies go, isn't, if not the best, then top two. Okay? I still have a lot of love for the Harry Potter series. I read the books before I read or watched the movies. Or I read the books along with it, I guess. Because they were kind of, did they piggyback? I feel like at some point, they were kind of like, yeah. After like, like the, the first, first three, three it was kind of like they released the coming out every year. Yeah, 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 the movie. Yeah, or they released the next book with the previous movie. Right, right, right. Um, uh, and I was talking to Jason about this. Uh, uh, for me, the greatest fantasy series of all time is still just in book form, and it's the Discworld series. But oh, I was going to mention that as one of those people that have come close to that same scope. Yeah, exactly. I mean, talk about world building. Yeah, that that is and, and it's but it's and I, and the thing is, is that it wasn't world building in an exhaustive additional text called the Cimmerillion or whatever <laughs> it's called. It was world great building. It was world building in that 
tertiary characters in the first two novels became main characters in the, the subsequent novels. And then tertiary characters from those novels became main characters in novels that followed. So you always bumped, rubbed shoulders with somebody who had something interesting to impart or, or, or you know, help along in your journey in a previous book, who then was the star of the next book. And then you got to experience a much more detailed version of their world. And that's how he, they, he built the world out with them. Um, but I won't harp on it too long. If you if you guys like novels and you like fantasy and you also like what Jason was talking about earlier with me, kind of sharp, witty, almost sarcastic humor and something that's just like like the sharpest of wit. The Discworld series is something you shouldn't sleep on. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah. Um, have they, made, so a, I have I, they moved, I, made a movie yet? No, they, they had made, a video game in the, the late 90s. They that was some, completely obtuse to, to play. <laughs> yeah, they made some TV shows that were basically like multi per uh, multi like small like European versions of a uh, series where they're only like six episodes and they span the books. Um, and they are they were made by the BBC. The the visual effects is they're they're trash. Um, ironically, uh, Sam from the Lord of the Rings is one of the main characters in it though. So, uh, uh, Sean Austin. Sean Austin. Yeah. 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 I think right um, yeah. with Discworld, especially with like pretty much any other like large fantasy work, in order to do it well, you're gonna need somebody who is a like a massive fan who's yeah. also really good at what they do. Like that's the reason why, uh, as a whole, as those first three movies of Lord of the Rings is so good, is because Peter Jackson's a massive fan and he loves what you. he does. Yeah. The the reasons like like the Harry Potter movies fail for me is because you know you got good directors, you know, doing the movies. Yeah, but like especially with um, Prisoner Azkaban, fucking Alphonse Curion, who is a phenomenal director, is like, fuck the book. I don't even give a shit. Let's do what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, actually, that's my that's my favorite movie out of it. It, it looks and feels the best. Yeah, yeah. It looks and feels the best yeah. out of all the movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. He does not give a damn about the book when he makes the movie. Like, yeah, he's like, I don't need to read no books. What is this source material? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm here to make movies. Let's... <laughs> I don't know why he has that accent. He's definitely like Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely Mexican. Based on your description of how you felt coming out of the movies, Jason, the only time I've ever felt anything close to that in movies was throughout the Marvel journey. Like when we got to Endgame after going to see all 10 years of these movies with mostly the same people, I mean, that felt like the end of a journey too. So I, I, I... Oh, yeah, superhero movies are te technically fantasy as well, I suppose. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, but as far as just that feeling of of like coming out of like, remember when we were much younger and we watched Iron Man one, and now here we are, you know, we like, still were adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, I I looked I looked long and hard, and I did some research, and honestly, ultimately, I I'm not going to put too much resistance up against it being the best movie adapted fran or like the best series that's been adapted for movies that is that is fantasy i i there isn't currently one out there that beats lord of the rings for that so i looked i thought about it harry potter if it had had a consistent director and a consistent kind of like vibe through the whole thing i think mm -hmm. harry potter would have definitely given a run, a run for his money if not if not maybe gone a little further but because it was just constantly being handed off to other people and people that cared about the subject matter, people didn't, it, it, it falters in that regard. When you have a singular vision and a talented vision at that, 
Not to mention uh, Star Wars. You, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> not That's to mention, true. Not to mention you you create Weta. <laughs> you know what is in your back pocket. Yeah. yeah. You, you, th- you're gonna you're gonna put out gold. I just wish there was less walking in it. That's all. Yeah. I think what hampered uh, Harry Potter the most, besides J.K. Rowling being a you know a turf, horrible, <laughs> was the fact that they had to deal with children, and you know children are gonna grow every year, and you're you're trying to you're basically even though Lord of the Rings was shot in three years back to yeah. back to back, they weren't rushing because right. everybody's an adult. Everybody's gonna pretty much look the same no matter yeah. what from year to year, whereas in Harry Potter, they pretty much had to rush through each one of these movies to get these shot before Ron started, you know, his voice started to crack and he started looking like the man yeah. in the third movie when he's supposed to be 13, but he looked like he's 75, <laughs> you know? So they had to, they had to get it like, oh, we got to get this going. And like, so they had to make some shortcuts and stuff because they had to deal with children. Yeah. But beyond that and the fact that, you know, J.K. Rowling's a terrible human being. <laughs> I just, that's, that's only like, criticism i can make of of that yeah. well and, and let's be real like let's we, when we talk about the lord of the rings movies we got to put a lot in perspective too that's why it's going to be hard to beat like let's see how this new dune goes and then see if it spawns out to further but you gotta realize that how many times did they try lord of the rings in cartoon form and in different in- incarnations and it did not work because it was always so, so big. yeah yeah like, yeah he so ralph Bedlinski tried to do like the first two books in one movie it's like right, no right so like you almost had so many failures to say okay that didn't work that didn't work that didn't work that did work keep that that did work keep that and then like you said you knew going into this the fan base was already set so you had the studio's money already lined up to want to do this yeah and then they allowed you to basically and I say write a blank check but almost write a blank check to give you like hey whatever's going to make this the best it possibly can look yeah Let's transpose that to because the closest thing we're talking about is to Harry Potter. The first two Harry Potter suffered from that fact because they didn't know if it was going to be successful. Like they didn't have a clue. Like those first two don't look as good as when it gets further on and you see the studio money behind it. Because let's be real, they were like, "Hey, this could work, but you know these why these YA novels don't always do as well." So let's take so right. They hedged their bets on it, so that's always going to hurt it too. Is because. Lord of the Rings started with that big ass budget, and it was like, "Hey, take as much time as you want, do this, make it look beautiful." I mean, hell, you could put on Lord of the Rings now, and it still pretty much holds up yeah. to what what Wait, goes on today. I mean, yeah. pretty much it's been like ten years. Yeah, probably longer than that from the first one. Oh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Golem is still it's still a bastard. Like, the, yeah, yeah, he it's still like holds the standards up standards now yeah. of you know, a digital so, character. Yeah, it's going it's, to be hard for any other okay. fantasy. What's his face still gets jobs off of his his role as Golem? Oh, <laughs> like, uh, they Andy, still be oh, fucking yeah. casting this dude. Andy Circus yeah. or whatever. Andy Circus, they still be casting yeah. this dude off yeah. his role as Golem, man. Yeah, and so like it's gonna be hard for any other fantasy to come in with that because they gotta have deep pockets. One, they gotta know the fan base is gonna be wanting to see it. Two, and then three, you gotta have somebody like you said with the passion, desire, and the mindset to make it work. Let's be real, doing three three years on a movie as a director. I mean, it's you guys who have been in film, you guys know. Being in in it for months is nerve wracking. Can you imagine doing three years and having to keep that same focus and dedication? At least it's a job. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, oh, I got three years of this shit. This is gonna be terrible. But at least I got three years of work. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But just the the focus that will take for doing this day after day after day after day. You know. So uh, again, it's gonna be hard for anything to match that ability that that movie put out. 
which you can obviously see is hard to do because we can go and say, look at the Hobbit. Yeah. And you go, this is a train wreck. How can well, something be worse? They, with they split technology? a book that's yeah, they split they a book split that's it. shorter than the first one, and they try to make three movies out of it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so um, uh, it, it's, it's yeah. just gonna be hard to top that, man. I get it. And and the, the, I guess my initial reaction the other last week when 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 this all came up was so I went and I saw them day one, right? And I and I I kind of I, I I did it, I watched the movies. But there was nothing. I've never watched the long form versions of them. There was nothing that really drew me back into it. And to this day, if you were to tell me, "Hey, let's sit down and watch three a three movie franchise that's set in a fantasy world," I'd I'd rather pick out a different franchise than that. I mean, I I've seen it. I'm good. I don't need to see it again. I would, I'd, I'd I would rather watch. Just... I'd rather watch How to Train Your Dragon one, two, and three than watch Lord of the Rings again. I will always go back to Two Towers. Fucking the Battle of Helm's Deep is amazing. Fucking amazing. One of the best battles on fucking cinema of all time. Yeah, it's. I actually enjoy that more than and and then Return of the King. Like Battle of Helm's Deep is my probably favorite, like battle thing of all movie history. Like I I don't think of anything else that I've seen that has the moments in it that that has. Like I think it's just amazing. Um, Is that the one where the Mad King is losing his shit? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's that's, that's, in Return that's, that's of the Game King of Thrones, man. <laughs> no, and that too. That that is works. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, no, but yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah it's Mad King from Star Trek. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, you know when Gandalf came to uh, Luke Skywalker and told yeah, him yeah. to get the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he's got to get it up to eighty-eight so he can go back in time. Yeah. And and you know, and the Doctor Who was saying, "Oh, I'm a doctor, not a scientist." Bones or. <laughs> So I have, uh, I figure we'd do this really quick before we end the show. I'm going to bring up things that people hate about Lord of the Rings and have Jason respond to it very briefly. <laughs> it's so, all going to be, you're an idiot, stop talking about it. <laughs> one, first, the number one complaint on all the internet world, how come the eagles didn't just fly them to the, into the, the volcano and drop the ring off? Because the eagles are their own people. They're not fucking a taxi service. They had their own shit they were concerned about they were doing. And also... Fucking Sauron has a fucking air force. They would have spotted them and killed them all. Right? That's why they were. Yeah. Their whole thing was subterfuge. That's the reason why they got in there because they snuck there. Okay, one does not simply just fly into Mordor. Yes. and also the eagles are like Gandalf. You because eagles are like uh, Gandalf. You owe me one. I, I owe I you about one. To say, yeah. Yes, they owe. <laughs> and that's it. Favorite. And then he saved yeah. Gandalf. And he's like, that's it. You got one more, and I'm fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 We got our so, own shit to deal with. Uh, so, yes, people go, well, the next one people will say, well, if the elves are so strong and, you know, Legolas was able to take out all the, why don't you just got an army of elves and they could have just took down the whole thing? Well, also with that, there's also another character called, uh, I want to say it's Glendorfin, who is one of the most powerful beings on Middle Earth. He's the one that actually ends up saving Frodo from the ring race in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But he is so powerful that Sauron would have completely saw him. So if there was an army of elves, Sauron would completely have seen it because they, because he can see elves. They, he would have seen them coming and he would have, you know, put his whole entire will and might towards defeating them. The reason why Frodo was able to, to get to Mordor is because he was just, because Sauron was distracted by, you know, by fucking Aragorn and all, all the other shit that was going on. He <laughs> wasn't looking for Frodo. That's why. And if you have an army of elves, you're not, they barely won the last time. 
3,000 right. years ago. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, elves really don't have children, so them going into that battle literally would have wiped out their whole population yeah. in one fight. So, um, the next one all we, we always get for Lord of the Rings people is, well, how come when Gandalf was uh, Gandalf the Grey, he sucked, but then he came back as white, and he was ultra-powerful. Won't all the wizards just die and come back all-powerful? Because Gandalf was sent back because his purpose wasn't done yet. Not everybody gets back. In fact, he's the second person. The first person I was talking about, Glenn, I'm pretty sure I'm getting his name wrong, was the only other person in the history of Middle-earth sent back was Glendorphil, and then the other one was Gandalf because they're perp- because they were so badass in what they did. The the Maiar and the gods, the Valar, were like, okay, you go back because you're not done. You get a second chance. Any other wizard, fucking Radagast the Brown would have just been dead. <laughs> And the blue ones, we don't even know what the fuck happened to them. And Sauron betrayed his his trust, betrayed his 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 goal. So that's that's why, you know, Gandalf was not as good because he was meant not to be good, as good, and then he died and he came back. Right. Um, the last one I have that I actually do not know the answer to. So if you know this answer, great. If you don't, we, we have to look it up for the next show. The last one I had is. Well, well Sauron's rings were so powerful. How come all the other rings they made didn't have as much power as that one? Or even all their rings combined couldn't have been as powerful as his ring? What's all those rings one? were all those rings were corrupted by him. So all those rings were his way. That's why he has the one ring, was that he could influence all the other rings, except for the Elvis ones, because the Elvis ones, they realized what he was doing as he created the one ring and hid their power from him. So those rings aren't as powerful as the one wing, and if they were using them. He would be able to corrupt those as well. So pretty much any other rings from the dwarven rings, the nine dwarven rings, even to the uh the seven dwarven rings and the nine men rings, he corrupted all of them. That's why they have ring race. They were all corrupted. So those three elven rings were basically just used to do small things so that so that Sauron couldn't corrupt them. And that's why they couldn't use them against him. And that's it. And <laughs> Right. He made them. He made those rings. <laughs> you don't want to use the shit that the guy wants you to use against them. He's like, hey, you're my girl. Have that ring. Hey, you're my girl. Have this ring. Hey, have a hey, where's my dinner at? I didn't make no dinner. It's corruption. Oh, oh yeah, right here. <laughs> here, my loving husband. But yes, uh, that's why I went through the online and picked up like the ones that I saw the common. Oh, Lord of the Rings sucks because why didn't they do this? And I just picked out those. So that's what that was. <laughs> little exercise in that. Plus, I figured I thought Jaren would probably bring up some of them. So I probably was already prepared for, you know, the tomfoolery. <laughs> Which is just so great about Lord of the Rings. It's like, even though we saw the movies and like, okay, why didn't they use the Eagles? Fucking Token had to answer that like well before we saw it. Like, he had yeah. to answer all this shit because he wrote it all. Uh, he wrote 5,000 years with the lore. The reason why this shit can't happen. <laughs> yeah you know yeah. and like most fucking fantasy authors don't have that kind of time <laughs> to write five thousand years of lore out you know there's but still some you know uh they're not writing a book at the time they're yeah because they're not writing the a, out. yeah yeah george martin <laughs> is probably one of the few who has that kind of time because he's like yeah, i'm gonna take 10 years to write a book fuck you guys <laughs> yeah yeah he'll he'll die before he finishes that series so i'm just yeah. saying that now I but think he's going to check the last two books already written. He's going to give them once, both at the same time. Oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take this show home, guys. Thank you, as always, listen to the N-Word for Nerd Podcast. Hopefully, what you listened to today, you enjoy. Or if you thought it was just trash, tell us that it was trash. And, why our and opinions we'll tell you wrong. to suck our dicks. <laughs> I know. Tell 
tell Jason no. to start being yeah. a lot easier and nicer to Jaron. Oh, yeah, this Jason, this Jason, not that Jason, whichever one you point to. We agree to disagree. Right, (laughs) right. right. (laughs) Uh, So if you have comments, thoughts, please, please leave it in Facebook or on uh, YouTube. And again, we're everywhere. DSP, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there as well. And if you are on YouTube, again, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell icon to be notified when we drop. Because this new format we have, we're pretty much dropping stuff almost every single day between reviews and music and movies and culture talks about Lord of the Rings and if Batman sucks and if Tim Drake is... Oh, we'll probably say that for another one. All right, good. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, as always, uh, sign it off here. Jaron, anything you like to say to everybody before we leave? Uh, no, you guys have a great uh, great week, man. All right. And Jason, number A, Duke of All Nerds, anything you like to say? Be kind, be considerate, and tip your service and bartenders 20%. At least. All right. At least. You can yes. tip them more, please. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had a great time, tune in and we'll have more content for you.